realize that everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own trajectory. And if you're constantly looking who's behind you, they're going to overpass you. You're looking at what they're doing yesterday. They're already planning tomorrow. If your vision is big enough, you'll naturally find that that's what you're concentrating on. You don't concentrate yeah. on what other people are doing. You're like, this is what my ideal life looks like. This is my trajectory for this, my path. I do. Welcome back to Two Fries Podcast, where we document the rise, start of Winnipeg's talent and personalities, aka the number one podcast in Winnipeg. Like, comment, subscribe. Let's go, let's go, let's go, blah, blah, blah. Let's bring on our guest for today. He's a general manager at Prolex Media, who's worked with companies such as Audi, Mercedes-Benz, and much more. He's a content creator and a self-improvement enthusiast. Please welcome Alex Strolos. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> my man. guys? I Thank see you, you having me. I, I told you this before, but I see you everywhere, <laughs> and I think that's your job. That, that is my job. I guess I'm doing I'm doing something right. That's so, awesome. I mean, I mean, scrolling through your stuff, right. see, it's all about like productivity. We see so much. I think we're, the main question I have for you is where did that start and why? 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 Why focus yourself on building yourself up? Right, right, right. Uh, where it started. So uh, when I was. 18. Um, I have, so I have, sorry, backstory. I'm from Ukraine, European parents, uh, very strict. I'm sure you guys can relate. Immigrant parents, like go to school or you pick up a shovel. Like there's no in between, (laughs) right? So, uh, and dig trenches is what I mean. Um, so I I went to university like everybody else and, and, you know, being immigrant parents, they always compare you to their friends, kids, all that. (laughs) So I went to just make them happy. Went into engineering just because my dad's an engineer. My grandpa was an engineer. So I did that whole thing. And then basically I hated it. I love learning, but I hate learning what I don't want to learn. And, you know, yeah. the school system, especially like you, well, not you, uh, you one, I guess. Yeah. Like they, why do I need quantum physics? And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, unless I really want to go into like building bridges or whatever, yeah. um, which is just not what I wanted. So basically I, I told my parents that I want to take a leap year after the first year. Um, and then to myself, I promised that I'm going to do enough in the first year to be able to prove to them at the end of the year that I don't have to re-sign up for uni the next year. Mm. That was the first spike. Um, so, and then, then I just dove heavy into self-development, like Grant Cardone, Simon Sinek, like all the all the sales and productivity and self-development gurus, like every single day in the car, at home, that's all I did. Um, and then at the same time, I also started Prolex. And then like now I started applying everything to Prolex Media and uh, basically started developing that. So that was like the first spike. And then um, eventually when you start doing it, like I, I was really passionate about photos and videos and all that. And then um, eventually I became really like obsessed about growing my business and like outdoing myself. And I'm like, how far can I push it this year? Yeah. And then that's kind of what keeps driving it. It's always like legitimately I can say uh, hand to heart is that it's always me against me. I don't ever look at, I don't think there's competition, honestly. So I guess that's a really long way to answer <laughs> your question to say like, it's always just like me make like, pushing myself to do better than I did last year yeah. in every aspect. Uh, and then it's just like, it's basically like, like, you know, there's skill stacking. So basically, and then I keep trying to stack the different things that I can do to like improve myself. So this year it's been, over the last two years has been big on like health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy living, healthy eating. Uh, and then because that has a lot to do with your productivity too, like your yeah. gut health, your mind health, all of it. So yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Cause a lot of people don't realize like, they think, especially in like the content creation world, they're yep. they're all about like, oh, that person's doing this. I'm gonna do the same thing yeah, or yeah, try yeah. to beat them. And it's not like a self improvement journey. So where did that start? Like, where why so um, like keen with social media and growing your own brand? Right, right. Um, you know what? It started from 
like I never really wanted to do it for my personal brand. I was just like, I want to grow Prolex as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, like, like I have probably 12 people that own businesses that come to me at least once a month and like we'll do like a 30 minute to an hour session mm-hmm. where I just like try to coach them through their issues or problems they're having. And then I was like, well, this is interesting. Like people actually care for what I have to say. And then when they apply what I kind of suggest, it works and they like solve the problem that they're having. Yeah. And I was like, well, if these people have these issues, why don't I try to share with the world and just bring some value to the world? That's kind of part, the first part of it. The second part is a little selfish, of course, of like, you know, if you grow a personal brand, opportunities come and, exactly. and whatever. And, and nowadays, um, because social media kind of um, made everything super perfect and everybody's super polished and it's just a highlight reel on, on social media now yeah. for everybody that now it's shifting, the trend is shifting and it has been for like the last year or so where everybody loves like authenticity and and because of authenticity, people like to follow people more than like to follow brands. Right. Um, and now the people behind the brands is what actually grows the brands the most. And like, yeah. I mean, the most known one of all is Gary Vaynerchuk, of course. Like yeah. most people don't even know he owns VaynerMedia or that he invests in like sports teams and mm-hmm. all these other things that he's doing. So um, yeah, the second piece is a little bit selfish, but it's it's more so like my primary kind of focus is not how I can grow the fastest, is how I can bring the most value because naturally by bringing the most value to the world, exactly. you grow mm-hmm. on online and on social media. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, you we look through your Instagram and you can see a lot of reels, a lot of like engagement. You're You're at the top of your game. And you're only going to get bigger, of course. But this didn't always start there. This started however many years ago. Walk us through when this really started and how you really got, like, most people probably don't even know what Prolex Media is, you know? Right, like, right, right. Explain the intuition of coming to So Prolex or my personal brand? Let's start with personal brand. Uh, actually, or which one came first? Which one? Uh, Prolex. Prolex. So Prolex. Prolex. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, this goes way back. You're 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 really going going way way <laughs> back. Okay. So, uh, grew up a car guy, huge car guy, like yeah. third world or third word ever. Apparently, to my mom was Fiat. Terrible choice. But, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Whatever. Um, so I could name any car on the street when I was like five years old. Wow. So yeah. I was like, I feel like most of my vocabulary when I was five was car names and models uh-huh. and whatever. That was my thing. Anyway, grew up with cars like crazy. Um, so born in Ukraine, lived in Israel for like nine years and then came here. Mm-hmm. When I came here, um, I was kind of, you know, like I, I didn't care to go to my friend's places to play like video games or whatever. Like my thing was cars and it was like cars, cars, yeah, cars, yeah. car shows, this, 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 whatever. And then what I did was one of my first sources of income is a bus to different luxury dealerships and take videos on like a really crappy, uh, you know, like video camera and I'd post it on YouTube and yeah. I would monetize it through my brother's, uh, account cause I wasn't 18. Um, and then basically just, it wasn't much, but you know, whatever, uh, made a little bit of money. And then through that, one of the places I'd go to was Mercedes Benz Winnipeg. Um, and then, um, so I'd go there all the time and then do videos for them. And then it came to the point where these dealerships would email me being like, Hey, we have this like special car coming in. Why yeah. don't you come and do a video? And I was like, sick content for me. Uh-huh. They can use it to sell it. I exactly. don't care whatever. Um, and then one day Ben's called me up and they're like, we have this like really special car. Are you guys, uh, car guys? Much? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So SLS AMG final edition. So okay, it was, nice. I, I don't know. There's like 35 in the world and or 70 in the world. I don't remember the number exactly, but there's one traveling across Canada and what they do is they tour across Canada from like Eastern to Western or whatever. Sure. And it was coming through Winnipeg for a week. I did a video for him. And it actually sold the car to somebody. And then literally like on, so I I used to go to U of W collegiate for like the last three years of high school. And I'm on my bus home to St. Vital. 
Um, so like a stretch <laughs> and I'm like almost home. And then I get a call from the guy that used that, uh, used to always like email me and stuff. And he's like, Hey Alex, um, and keep in mind, I'm like 15, 15 at this point. And he's like, Hey man, um, can you come in for an interview right now? And I'm like, dressed how it would be for school, like an yeah. FD or whatever <laughs> on my way home on this bus. And then like 50 minutes away, literally from the dealerships, like, yeah, I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> so anyway, I come down and then, um, all it was was that the manager came up to me. He's like, hey, you're Alex. I've seen you around or whatever. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, how would you like to work here? Wow. And then I was like, I almost offered to work for free. I swear to God, it was yeah. like, I remember this because I was like, I get to combine photos and videos, which I love, and cars. I was yeah. like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so got hired by them. And then basically after the first, so I, I started helping them with all their inventory photos and videos, ran their social, ran their YouTube, um, like optimized their website, worked with like um, uh, basically like the internet, they had like internet managers at the, at the time uh, that would be assigned to the dealership. So I worked with them, uh, optimized their Kijiji, optimized their auto trader, did like a bunch of constantly gave like different feedback research, what the best dealerships in North America do. And in the first year we were able to quadruple all our numbers. So views, sales, like leads, everything. Yeah. And then work with them for about three and a half years. And then at three and a half year mark was when the mark came for like when I decided that I, that I uh, didn't want to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, well, if I could do this for them, I could do this for other people. So yeah. I actually started, I don't know if I should be saying this on, on, on air, but I actually started reaching out to the clients of Mercedes <laughs> that I would meet through, you know, through whatever, like in the dealership. Yeah, right. And they obviously all like either own businesses or were lawyers that worked at a law firm or whatever. And my first like 20 or 30 clients were all Mercedes okay. customers. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, from there, I basically hired my first um, uh, editor. So I would shoot, he would edit, I would just like, at the end of the day, I drop off the footage. And then I got big into real estate um, videos. So that was my first like big spike of business. So basically what I did was I have a, uh, my brother's a realtor. So he gave me a list of all the realtors in the city. And then I basically just like bombarded everybody. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, and then um, I would shoot like six to 10 houses a day. And keep in mind, they take about an hour each. Mm -hmm. So and then I would go at the at like end of the evening. Um, and then my, one of my first employees was Quan Long. I don't know if you guys know. He's a big cinematographer in the city. Okay. Um, I'd drop off the footage and he'd stay up to like three in the morning editing all these houses and like send them <laughs> back to me and then send it to the real realtors at like six in the morning when I wake up. That's yeah. the first thing I do. And then I hit the gym and then like 7.30 I'd be out and doing houses all day. And then did that for about a year and a half, like houses and then some dealership work. Like we signed a couple of dealerships at the time, whatever. And I was doing like everything, like, managing sales everything mm -hmm. and then after about a year and a half got our first office um that was on osborne it was honestly like crap <laughs> but uh <laughs> whatever it was like Start 600 somewhere. bucks a month but i mean like it was all i could afford at the time right um and then uh yeah it was it was small and whatever and then we had like about a year later yeah a year later we had a break-in where all of our gear got stolen right in the office like yeah. somebody busted through the wall and then took all of our gear it was like Damn. 60 70 grand of gear that's crazy so at the time considering like i'm fully bootstrapped, yeah. you know, no rich parents, nothing. It was like devastating. It was insured, but the insurance only covers like 50% because of depreciation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, long story short, um, that was my second spike of like really going heavy. So like at the same time I had all the gear stolen. Uh, my main employee quit on me two weeks later. And I mean, no, 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 no shade, whatever. Yeah. Like he's on to better things and we're still buddies or whatever. And then like two months later, somebody really close to me got like really severe cancer. And then at the same time, and then like, had to live through that and i was like mm -hmm. you know and that literally really lit like a fire under mm -hmm. 
your belly my yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what the what the standard is here yeah. for, for, for curse words um but yeah yeah so um lit a fire under me and then i basically was like how do i develop myself enough where none of this like would matter wow. where my men men mentally like financially physically all across the board And then I was like, instead of being like down, I was like, I, I use it as motivation. I was like, how do I, what do I need to change in my life that I, like, if this stuff happens, I take emotion out of the situation, think logically and like mm. make the best of it. Mm. And then from there, uh, yeah. And then from there I, I took a, like an office that was twice the price and it was right. Uh, we moved in, in 2020, mm -hmm. right after COVID started. And I was like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, ah, I don't know. Mm. And I was like, you know what? screw it, like commit and figure it out later. And then yeah. like, I need to get enough business to not care. And then, so that one was like 1200 bucks a month, which was not crazy money, but like, you know, when during COVID or whatever, it was exactly. And hard. then like literally within five, it was a, it's a three year lease. And within five months of that lease, I reached back out to my agent and I was like, we need more space. Uh, <laughs> so then we decided to lease the space next door, which we actually looked at originally, which was like 800 square feet the space mm -hmm. we're in is like 600 square feet that one was more too expensive for me at the time mm -hmm. and then we just now we've combined both and right. we're moved in in january turned on the wall did a full reno and now we're we're in there since january so yeah and then uh, we're now at uh, 14 staff and yeah trying that's, to grow as fast as we can that's a crazy journey man yeah yeah <laughs> it's was, been a journey <laughs> was there ever a moment you were like man this is not gonna happen like i can't i can't do this no No. I do not, I'm telling you, man, I don't have a plan B. Mm. And I think that's what it takes is that you are so committed to making it work, whatever it takes. Mm. But of course you can't be stupid about it. Like right. some people are like, you know, if you're running a newspaper company, like, you know, you might need to pivot, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, but especially but, in 2020. No, that's what I mean. Right. Like, like, um, if it's one of your avenues, then yeah. But I mean, if that's your main source of income, then maybe you need to pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, If you genuinely see the value, you're providing value to the people, you're, you keep getting proof that it brings value to, to the people you work with, mm -hmm. then there's no plan B. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, how can I make sure this works? And then how can I learn in every, then again, back to the skill stack. How can I learn from every single situation to make sure that this either doesn't happen again or I'm ready for it if it does and it's not a problem. It's just like, okay, step one, two, three. Mm -hmm. And that comes down to processes as well. So very process driven, yeah. um, very analytical. And then basically you, yeah, if main thing that I tell all my staff, it's okay to screw up. I'm not going to give you, mm -hmm. I like, I don't think, I don't think I've ever yelled at any of my staff or raised my voice or, or anything. It's like, if any screw ups happen, you just figure out how to fix it. Write me out a process mm -hmm. or what do we need to add to an existing process we already have to make sure this doesn't happen again. And this is, goes back to that. I ever think it's not going to work yeah no it's it's because it's always like how can we make sure that it does work and how can i absolutely dominate mm -hmm. so we need to break down that story i uh, know you you went over that way too quick my friend. which one which one all of it okay so you're four you're 15 years old yeah yep. and you just decide to show up at a dealership and start filming cars and most 15 year olds don't do that my friend uh yeah well <laughs> What i was, was the mindset why Um, I think initially it's from my older brother. Okay. Uh, he's 12 years older and he was kind of trying to teach me all the things that he didn't do or the mistakes right. he made. Sure. So since I was very young, it was always, always like, Hey, you got to do better. You got to do better. And it wasn't like that you're doing poorly. He, and he always made sure to tell me that it's not that you're doing poorly right now. It's like, keep outdoing yourself, uh -huh. keep doing better than what you're doing did yesterday. Um, 
yeah so and then and then the other thing is that he would always kind of like sneakily give me gifts that aligned with what i love doing <laughs> um for every birthday so he got me cool. my first camera he got me my second camera he like um yeah like all of that so um I think it's because I was so passionate about cars and I think that's what it comes down. And then, not, I think it is certainly what it comes down to. And that's what I preach a lot on my personal brand now is passion. I was very passionate about cars, like absolute geek and nerd <laughs> about cars, like chassis numbers, engine codes, all of it. Um, and it came down to that. And I really wanted to follow my passion. It was fun. Yeah. And then I would go and take these videos or whatever. And then at first, and then I started doing these videos at dealerships and all of a sudden people like were excited to have me come down. So I was like, okay, nice little, boost <laughs> right and then uh and then i started posting on youtube started making money and it's like you know and it's your your um like reassurance i guess mm-hmm. right like proof of concept right like okay this this I could do work this, this yeah. could work so yeah and then uh yeah and then I just kind of ran with it i also wasn't like big into like i never cared to fit in in school okay. um yeah like i was just kind of me like you know when everybody was rocking like crooks and castles and all that i was wearing polo shirts you know <laughs> what i mean and that's just because i was like that was me yeah so um, I would never like go after school for a smoke or, you know, when everybody started getting into weed or whatever, I was yeah. like, nah, yeah. I'm good. I'm going to go make some money. <laughs> and then I went to a private school and, uh, and yeah, like it, you know, people were like, you know, how in high school people like make, kind of poke fun at you and you're like, oh, yeah. come on, man, come yeah, for a yeah. smoke or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, ah, I got it. And then, you know, ah, loser. Yeah. Guy, yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's like, I know that in the media, but I didn't give a and I'm making yeah. my bank. Right. And then like, guess we had the first, their own first car. And, yeah. uh, you know, in high school, everybody drove in their parents' vans parents and van. I bought my first, like the dream car that I, for my first car, which is WRX, like an older one, but like nice. it was a WRX. So I was like, it's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. So like, and, and not in a boasting way, I'm just saying yeah. that it's like, I think if you call I don't mean it in like a flexi or a, like, look at me, it was more so I'm just trying to say that for like anybody that's afraid to stand out or whatever don't freaking worry about it like the yeah. people that make fun of you they're probably just wish they they, they, they were, were doing the same thing yeah, yeah they're doing the same thing and then guess the funny thing is it's full circle like i've literally had people that i went to high school with that made fun of me apply to work for me <laughs> and i was like feels good though. <laughs> yeah feel good. what does that feel, feel like good. Uh, dude uh like i don't want to like i don't want to come off like yeah, pretentious. No, yeah, nobody does but it internally you Interna- know you know like yeah i'm not gonna lie i was like that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, like when I, I used to go, um, have you guys ever heard of top tier imports? Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. like I was one of like the first, I don't know, 30, 40 members when it wow. first started. So I used to go to all the car meets yeah. and take the photos and do the videos. And then I got big in that scene and I'd have like, I had, didn't have a car back then. So I'd literally have like different people pick me up <laughs> from my mom's house um, to take me to these meets or whatever. And it's funny because there was like a couple of bullies, you know, like a couple of older guys be like, oh, you know, like, who's this kid or whatever. Or, like when they yeah. go to like restaurant they couldn't go in the lounge because of me and then sure. he they'd always make and then he freaking applied to work for, as a <laughs> web dev for me and i was like you're literally 10 years older than me dude and you're oh, applying yeah, to work for me you. so like and again ju- i just want to make it clear it's not in a boasting way it's yeah, just that no. just be passionate see your dreams through there's no plan b like literally just just mm-hmm. yeah you against you and just crush it as much as you can so yeah and i think that's really important too right like you seem very calculated about everything and having like that mindset at such a young age is like admirable, right? It's it's amazing. Like not a little kids have that nowadays. They're all about trying to fit in and um, calculating everything, analytics, right? So how is important? How important is that for your business and per and your personal brand as well? I would say that's the only way you know if you're doing well. That's the only way you know if. If, if, if it's you against you, that's the only way you know how well you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers don't lie. 
you know, you can kind of have a hunch or a sense or you can, you know, hear from here and there or get a couple of Google reviews that you're doing well, but like it's really down to the numbers. Right. So I, it came from somewhere, I don't know, some probably some book I read or some video I watched or whatever, but like now we literally track like, oh man, it's honestly overwhelming. Like we, we have tracking for everything. Like even down to the referral, we track which client referred how many clients per month mm-hmm. to then see you know, what can we do to improve, to improve it, to, to ensure that this client refers more or like if they've, they haven't referred somebody in a while, maybe they're not so happy with us or whatever. Uh So we have to like uncover that. So it literally comes down to, yeah, to the nitty gritty. Um, But yeah, I would say it started from like, just, just really comparing ourselves. Uh, And then it's also, it's, it's, it's also pushes you to do better because if you're like, okay, well I did 50 of X last month. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I want to do better this month. But if you don't track it, you don't know. So you're like, okay, well, I'm kind of running with it. You know, it's good, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So if you if you know what your benchmark is and you constantly try to push yourself over and over, then then that's it, it's motivating as well. Does that sometimes like consume you? Because like sometimes we we create like a piece of content, we think it's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is getting a million views. Mm-hmm. We put it out four views. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and it's like, yeah, yo, I felt so good about this. Right, right, right. But this wasn't. This didn't hit. You Take know? emotion out of the situation, man. Mm-hmm. You feel you're, you're thinking about it emotionally, sure, and also perhaps a little bit like about um, what you use your benefit out of it. Yeah. So my and then again, no shade by any means, but but I would say, think of it more like I'm trying to drive value as much as I can to the people, and if people didn't respond and didn't see the value, well, clearly maybe I'm thinking a little different than the people. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're not putting out the type of content, or this is not the type of content that fits in with yeah. what people want to see. Maybe I didn't, I didn't post it at the right time, or maybe whatever. Um, sometimes it literally comes down to you can delete it, repost it the next day, and it'll pop off. Yeah. So, like, it could also be fluke. Um, but, yeah, I would say take emotion out of the situation and just, like, focus on the big picture. Yeah. You know, like, I, man, we had, like, endless complaints from clients here and there. Not, not endless, but, like, a good amount. And a lot of the time, it's, like, just the client not understanding. Or maybe it's that we, they had a different, pick, like, um, different expectation. Right. right. So like, and then I take any situation. So for example, like managing expectations with clients, right? Like going back to, you know, what, you know, like screw ups or, or not thinking about it emotionally. So at first I used to think very emotionally about every time that a client would like say something. Right. Be like, cause it's my baby. Right? Yeah. You worked like, on it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like, and then, and then I realized, okay, well it's because the expectation wasn't managed well. And then I'm like, okay, what can I do to manage expectations? So then we started doing something called like creative briefs in our industry, which we never did because I never learned about the fact that, that's what agencies do because yeah. I never went to school or worked at an agency before. Just kind of winging it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we started, we did this uh, creative brief, um, and now we send it to every client that we start working with, and now they know exactly what the expectation is. And then if they're not happy with the end result, we're like, okay, well, let's compare the end result to the creative brief yeah. and figure out where the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. So same thing back to, say, your piece of content that's not resonating with your audience. You look at it and you, you, you analyze, and then you, you do, okay, well, how does it compare to the top content that I've ever posted? Mm-hmm. Is it similar? Yeah. Is it does it have the same um, you know foundation, the same duration that I posted at the same time? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and that's why you use your analytics to your advantage. Is you kind of compare the two, and then you're like, okay, well, here's something that stands out. If they're perfect picture, like picture perfect copy of each other, of like everything else other than the content itself, yeah. then it may literally come down to reposting sure. it. Okay. But yeah, I would say literally. Think of everything like rationally rather than okay. emotionally. That's Take emotion out of, the, out of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's unique. So growing your business, like Prolex Media, you've done it for a while now, right? Yeah. And how do you keep your team motivated? You know, like you mentioned Simon Sink in the start, and I read his book, uh, Start With Why. Yeah. And like, how do you keep 
pushing your employees to believe in that mission and like you know keep wanting to grow every single day be one percent better right right good question um so i would say concentrate on what the vision is and remind people of what the vision is show them be transparent Mm -hmm. show them what's going down behind the scenes show them what what is happening and then also grow them personally to grow to to help you grow uh towards the vision um so I very openly talk about our goals. Mm-hmm. I tell them people the progress about the goals. I tell my whole staff about what my next steps are for getting us closer to these goals and 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 you know who are we trying to hire? Who what's like what's the next step? Next step? What's the next step here? What's the next step there? We also have like monthly business development meetings where I basically have my whole team in the boardroom and everybody and I ask like different questions like what stupid stuff are we doing? What um you know, how can we cater to our clients better? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I manage my relationship better with all of you and stuff like that? And people write them on, on sticky notes anonymously, one idea per sticky, and then we put them on the whiteboard or like on our class, whatever. And then we go through them. So to answer your question, like it's transparency and making sure that people know what's going on behind the scenes and that we're growing towards the vision um, and then that they're part of the vision, that they contribute to the vision. And I make sure to all always make um to always let the team know what that specific individual did to help us get to the vision or anytime they do something i'm like hey this is awesome that's going to help us solve this thing mm-hmm. that's going to make us this much closer to the yeah. vision mm-hmm. um and then also getting the feedback from them so making sure that i they know that their feedback and their ideas are valued and and they are like literally nine out of ten times that somebody comes to me and says hey we should do this i'm like okay well figure out how we're going to do it and we're either going to do it now you know, in six months from now and or in a year from now, but we're definitely putting it in. If it's a good idea, we're putting yeah. it into the, mm-hmm. into the queue. Not big on like the whole rah, rah, you know, like, oh, let's <laughs> do this, you know, yeah. like, like that. It's not, you know, creatives is a little different. Like if you ran a sales team, then maybe, but like we're working with creatives, they, they need to see that their work changes the world or, right. or does some sort of change out there. So that's what I, and that's what I think. And that's based on my uh, feedback that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is a lot of like my staff will start doing like X, and mm-hmm. like I have one staff member that's literally job changed three careers within three years working with me because like he liked this kind of lost interest. I'm like, well, what's your goal, man? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? And then he's like, well, I want to go into this. Okay, yeah. cool. And he did it for a while. And he's like, and then he started like dabbling in this other stuff because of a, like a need we had. I'm like, I need somebody to do this. Mm-hmm. Like you seem like the fit and he started doing it. and He loves it. And then he's like, that's what I want to do. And I'm like, great. And then with that, he grows as an individual. He learns new skills his salary raises because he keeps like skill stacking and going up and up and he's happy. And same with like, you know, like I have, you know, four or five people in the company that had the same trajectory. So mm-hmm. if they see that I care for their personal future and it's not like, it's like selfless, right? Like, I, like, of course I care for Prolex to succeed, but I also, the success of the Prolex completely depends on the success of everybody within it. I just provide the vision. Yeah. These guys execute. Where'd yeah. you learn that mindset? Like how long has this mindset been in you and, Oh man. Where'd you learn all these skills? Um I just like try to develop myself every single day. Okay. Like there's not like a like I can't tell yeah. you like a, a pivotal point. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. It's a skill stack, right? So you constantly and it's it's my unique skill stack. You guys have your own unique skill stack, right? So as long as you concentrate constantly learning and improving and and, and knowing that you don't know mm-hmm. everything and constantly yeah. and then and then uh, yeah, and you just basically just try to become that one percent better every yeah. day and if you hit two percent now you're rolling yeah <laughs> you know so uh so yeah I, I um you know every time i'm driving i always have like um blinkist playing which is a app for 
um, summarizing non-fictional books. So any of the self-development gurus, they all have books on there. So 15 minutes instead of eight hours for a book. Yeah. Um, then like always, like I have like three main YouTubers that I watch that um, it's all about like self-development and stuff. And like I filter out all the ones that talk like a lot of fluff. I like, like very actionable, mm -hmm. just like this is what you do and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, then like I have a life coach as well. Uh, so she is, uh, she's like worked with like some of the world's best, um, kind of, uh, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. worldwide. So she's done schooling like all over the place and whatever. She's also happens to be my cousin. So she does for free because so, <laughs> their hourly rate is like <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so that, and then like I try to network as much as I can and by networking, trying to like meet as many different, uh, business owners, managers of like high level firms and stuff. Um, that's like one tier of marketing. So by doing that, you, you know, you can ask all the questions you want and then people are very happy to share and make sure you go into that, like kind of offering any sort of support you can provide, whether it's, you know, connecting them with other people or any questions they have. Mm -hmm. I usually try to come with some nuggets for like their marketing, like mm -hmm. for free in exchange for their time. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you learn a lot. Like I learn a ton from these people, more like actionable stuff, like actionable kind of like, here's a bonus system I use. Why don't you try it with your staff kind of deal, you know? And like, it's like, yeah, great. Um, and then the other tier of that is then I try to network with people that do what I do, but like 10 times better. And they're worldwide. Um, and then I'll basically reach out on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. And I'll say, hey, fellow agency owner, love what you do, blah, 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 blah. I have a couple of questions. If you don't mind, all I need is like 10 minutes of your time. Yeah. And I've been on like calls with YouTubers with 1.5 million subscribers. I've been on calls with like agency owners that have like 200 employees. Mm -hmm. um, just and, and and the only reason I'm saying that is just all it takes is to ask and, right. and that's it and a lot of people are willing to do it that's all a lot of people are and then on the flip side people that are looking for like mentorship they're like a lot of times are scared it's like oh what are they gonna think what are they gonna yeah. say or what if they ignore me okay so what you message 20 people <laughs> one responds you get like a million dollars of value yeah. Yeah. whatever so yeah it's just constantly improving and like I think I'm just now it's become to like I, I'm obsessed with becoming better and making my company better do you think momentum has a playing that like oh big time yeah big time yeah if you if of course if i was gonna like you know move back in with my mom lay on the couch and smoke weed all day then yeah <laughs> and then it'd be hard to back, start get started back up but it's definitely like daily habits yeah. um so so yeah yeah i think you need to be open-minded you need to have like systems in place of how you retain information and everything and, and how you apply it but yeah it's just a lifestyle i guess and then nowadays you mentioned like exactly like social media is like a highlight reel for everyone right mm -hmm. it's so easy to see that oh this guy just ran a hundred miles or something mm -hmm. and this guy just made a hundred mil off like crypto coin or yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, like that yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that JPEG. Right. <laughs> so like how do you manage that and be like okay this fight is me against me right Com whereas a lot of people will compare themselves to others across social media and whatnot right 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 good question um i think there's a couple avenues to that um number one is focus um, so like, and the reason I say that is because a lot of the times when you're young and eager and want to just like make the money, you always like, you do your thing and then you're like, Oh, shiny little other thing. Like somebody's flipping NFTs, you know, like, oh, yeah. why don't I try that? Or like this other thing, like somebody's has a real estate portfolio or doing like house flips or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to really dial in on the focus. And I learned that the hard way. Um, and I would say that, that that's, I don't know if that answers your question directly, but so maybe let me, let me, um, yeah, like manage the focus, I would say. So what are you focused on? Make sure, and, and it's whatever you're doing. Like, so say like for me, it's the agency and I'm all in on the agency right now. Like I have a couple investments here where they're pretty passive or whatever. I don't like daily trade or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, because, because I think the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten is don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. And let me explain. I know it's going to draw some question marks like what, <laughs> but because 
I think that you need to make sure that your basket flourishes first before you diversify and put your eggs in other baskets. Mm. Because at 19, I bought my first uh, rental property. I did my first uh, investment into the stock market, crypto market, uh, started Prolex and started drop shipping. <laughs> so I was managing five things at the same time and I half-assed all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like totally. <laughs> like, I mean, no shame in saying that, right? Now, and then I, I once I, like I completely sold out uh, of my crypto, which I mean, that's a mistake, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, like, you know, you can't get emotional about it. Yeah. Out of, my stock, out of the stocks that I had, like I invested into Tesla and a couple other ones and um, sold my real, uh, like rental property, uh, cashed out on the drop shipping and I actually sold it to another guy that's still running it and uh, went all in on uh, Prolex. And that's when I started seeing growth. So I think in regards to managing what other people are doing, that aspect is like, don't worry about what other people are doing. If you know what you like, this is what you want to do, then concentrate and go all in. Don't try to diversify. The second point piece of it is when you say you run an agency and you compare it to other agency owners, um, how do you manage that is realize that everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own trajectory. And if you're constantly looking who's behind you, they're going to overpass you or they're, or, or if you're looking or say if somebody's ahead of you and, and you're looking at what they're doing, you're looking at what they're doing yesterday. They're already planning tomorrow. Wow. And that's two-sided. Um, it's the same way how I don't consider anybody my competition because if they're, if they're, or like somebody that's copying me or whatever, or like, I'm like, oh, we did that first, but they're like doing something similar. Yeah. Like they're looking at what I did yesterday. Uh, I'm already planning tomorrow. So I think it's too, like I said, it's two-sided um, on, on, that, on that side. So I don't care what other agencies are doing. I care about what I'm doing because right. I love what I'm doing. I have my own plan and that's what I think is going to work. And that's what I'm going to put all my energy into. I'm not going to take any of my mental capacity or my mental energy or my, any of my emotions to be like, oh, these guys are doing better than me. I was like, I don't care. It's me against me. I like, you know, it's my dream. I'm going to make my dream come true. Mm. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that answers your question. There's not like, there's not like a, like a one, two, three step, no, no, I guess course. that, uh, that to manage that expectation. But that, I guess it comes down to a mindset. If you yeah. were to pinpoint to one word, I think it's the mindset. Right. Uh, but like a lot of people do put emotion into their businesses, right? Because right. like I, I feel like emotion shows passion, right? So when you say like, oh, you shouldn't compare like competition, I think that's a great idea, right? Because right. you're, you're focused on yourself. But I also think there's a need for it, right? You got to know what your other opponents are doing. That way you can do better, no? It's also hard to like not, right? It's, is, it, is it difficult? Like when you first started, I'm sure there was people you looked up to, No. Look, I, look up to is different than okay. uh, than compare as like competition. Sure. Um, I think that those are two different things. So, I think competition is when you're like, ah, screw those guys. Oh, like, okay. I want to like oh, do yeah, better yeah, than yeah. them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like, look you up to, to look up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. It's like yeah. you want to do better than them because you like almost like have a little bit of like a negative energy, mm -hmm. right? Versus right. like looking up to somebody. I think it's positive energy. That's I right. think it's like it's like, oh wow, they're doing amazing. I could mm -hmm. do that too. You know, yeah, like yeah, and okay. like in that way. Um, I guess how not to do it i don't know i like i i can't say that i don't look at other agencies in the city or like beyond but yeah i just kind of like see what they're doing and i'm like oh cool like whatever yeah that's what they're doing you know yeah. uh but not like ah shit, they beat us to it or like uh <laughs> whatever like i want to beat them you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? um i don't know yeah because i think like everyone's on their own path right like yeah yeah in some way it's they're gonna intertwine with yours but yeah you gotta do what you gotta do yeah um and taking out the emotion of the situation i think it's maybe concentrate on the vision um, and like big thing is like, I like to ask myself, this helps with a lot beyond, um, not like not comparing yourself. And even like, if you ever need motivation 
or if you ever like kind of down about something, this is what I do is, is, and it, again, do not compare yourself to the competition and concentrate on your own vision. That also this, this kind of um, exercise helps with that as well. Ask yourself, what is the um, ideal life look like for you in five years from now? Mm-hmm. And start writing it down and, and literally write it down in I statements. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, whatever. I own a hundred million dollar portfolio of real estate. I, X, I, I, this, I, that. Yeah. And then you write it as if it's present and in I format. So then this way, like reinforces in your brain that you live this way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now you start making decisions and start making moves as if you actually are that person. And that's going to get you the, to that much quicker. Now back mm-hmm. to not comparing yourself to your competition. If your vision is big enough, that's what you're, that's, that's you'll naturally find that that's what you're concentrating on. You don't concentrate yeah. on what other people are doing. You're like, this is what my ideal life looks like. This is my trajectory for this, my path. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, the other thing is also asking yourself, what if questions? So what if, what if I made $10 million this year? Or what if I was the number one podcast in Canada? What would that life look like? Right. And then like write it out. And then that gets you jacked. That gets like, try it. And that gets you absolutely like lit up. And then, and then you're like, you don't care what the other guys are doing because I'm so lit up with how my life looks like when I'm the number one podcast in Canada or North America or whatever mm-hmm. that, I don't care what those guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. You mentioned the vision a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see what is your vision. Like, <laughs> you, know? you know what? That that's the one question that I think I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth on because um, I don't like to talk about uh, what that is. Like, I can tell you what the vision is for like Prolex. Sure. Um, that would be so. Um, I want to have a boutique uh, shop, like boutique feeling shop of like 30 staff or so. Not grow past that, and then basically do projects worldwide. Um, and then, you know, where we're based off, I don't even, I don't know yet. Like mm-hmm. could be Winnipeg, like somewhere in Canada, probably just cause it's, you know, I think Canada is the best country in the world in yes, regards yeah. to like taking everything into consideration. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Prolix, I wanted to be like, uh, international company. And then basically we just hire out subcontractor experts. Okay. The reason I don't want to like to share my personal vision is just cause, um, like, yeah, it's it's way more satisfying when you just do it yeah, without talking yeah. about it, and um, I feel you. Yeah, and it's I don't know because it changes so 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 quickly, exactly. like all the time. All let, the time. Let me change the question. How often do you think about your vision? Once a week. Once a week. I have uh, so again, my life is quite structured, mm-hmm. which is a little bit robotic sometimes, but I mean, <laughs> like, there's no room for error in that case. Sure. Um, but once a week, usually on Friday nights, actually, um, I'll uh, sit and journal and have a lot of questions like that I ask myself and I, and, and I have about uh, five or six different sections of questions. So it's about a two hour session each time. Wow. And I basically ask myself like, what is my vision? And I rewrite it and then I ask myself, is this still my vision? And I ask myself like in that section of questions, it's all about goals. So every it's, it's usually um, once a week. Um, like I said, for, for two hours I'll, and then I'll just start writing. I'm like, what is my vision? What is my goals? How am I getting there? And then I compare it to last week's notes and I'm like, is it still the same? Is it still a line? Um, also ask myself like, what are, how, what's the fastest way to get to my goals? What are my goals? Review my goals, um, stuff like that. And then ideally, um, I try to make time to review the goals every single night before you go to bed and then try to visualize it as much as you can, because the more you visualize it, the more, cause we work, oh man, I'm going off topic. That that's yeah. ADHD again. Um, <laughs> well, not that's fine. actual, but you know, um, yeah. Uh, ask myself what the goals are every night because, um, we, most of our life is subconscious. Think about when you shop, when you drive somewhere and then you show up and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> um, so most of our life is an autopilot and it's something like 80, 80 to 85% of our yeah. life is an autopilot. Yeah. So if you can engrave in your brain what your vision is and constantly try to visualize 
what that vision looks like. What does it look like if I'm if I'm the number one podcast in North America? Mm-hmm. And every night before you go to bed, you picture it in detail. What does it feel like? What do I feel like? Who's around me? What does it smell like? What like what am I wearing? Whatever. And the more detail you can you can kind of um, uh, use to trigger all your five senses, the more um, you're gonna make a p- vivid picture, and the more you start living like that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And now you start making decisions like you are the number one podcast in North America. Mm-hmm. And then with that comes another piece, um, which goes beyond the question you asked, but like that's kind of where my mind went. But the number one way to eliminate having all those daily checklists and make sure that I like think positively and you know my daily affirmations and this and this and this is anytime you're in a pickle or any sort of like situation where you need to make any sort of decision, ask yourself, what is the ideal version of myself? What would the ideal version of myself do in this situation mm-hmm. and make sure you know what your ideal version of yourself looks like in like one sentence mm-hmm. so for example i mean an obscure like crazy example but like say a billionaire if i was a billionaire podcast owner yeah or if i was if i owned the number one podcast in the world what would i do in this situation right so for example like maybe you guys ask yourself that question you're like okay maybe we need to do more podcasts i'm just saying as an example yeah, yeah. or maybe i need to now do podcasts with like people that are outside of just Winnipeg or whatever, we, we transform it or whatever. So like, or say you're like, ah, I don't really feel waking up for that 7 a.m. podcast. I'm going to try to see if I can move it. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, ask yourself, what would the number one podcast owner in the world do? Mm-hmm. They'd say, no, I'm getting up. I'm doing that podcast. So yeah, yeah. figure out what the ideal person look, like, looks like and then ask yourself that question every time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's also backed by science too. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a science student. Yeah. I do research in neurology. All right, let's change the topic because you're going to kibosh me. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying... Um, the reason I bring it up is because when you look at the science behind it, mm-hmm. your brain doesn't know what's real and what's not, right? Like and that's my one of my daily yeah, reminders. Exactly, right? So sometimes when you have your dreams or something, they feel so real. Exactly. Why? Exactly. Because your brain can't tell the difference. So if you're dreaming about all these things and you're activating your senses, like you said, yeah. even the science backs it up exactly. in a way that your brain waves function the same. So I'm, I'm just great yeah, yeah. that you mentioned those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's if it's the last thing you think before bed, usually I will dream about that life yeah, exactly. as, well, as well. So like you get up and you're like, Jack, you're like, let's do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't need it. It's like when people are like, oh, what do you do to like boost your motivation? Like <laughs> motivation is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, do you believe in motivation? Like, like I think it's, it, it's, I think that the, like, there's nothing that's going to be there that's going to be like, ah, let's go, right? Like yeah. Yeah, like a kick of coffee or whatever. I think it's like anytime, and I know when, when people ask that, I know what they mean. is like when you like just feel kind of like exhausted mentally mm-hmm. or, or, or physically or whatever, and you just don't feel like doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, figure, think about the ideal life. That gets you jacked. Think about anytime anybody said any words that kind of hurt you, hurt you or that you're not going to succeed. So like your yeah. business sucks or this this sucks or you're never going to make it. And like, what are you doing starting a business? Most fail after five years. They fuel right. What's that? It fuels you. Sorry. Yeah, it yeah. fuels you like crazy. Yeah. Um, that. And another thing is track your energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I track my time every single day. So I have category, like how much, I, how much time I spend, you know, on bookkeeping, how much time I spend, like meetings with employees, like everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I also track my energy level out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then you figure out, because everybody's so different. Like all the gurus that tell you, wake up at five in the morning. Well, I might be a night person and like chemically back to science, you can't just change the way you are. Like we are, we are creatures of habit. So like if you do it long enough, maybe you'll feel more okay with it. But naturally you work better at night or naturally you work better in the morning, track your energy levels throughout the day. And then you figure out what do you do best throughout the day? So then you can now use again, back to numbers. They don't lie. Use the analytics. After you do that for a month, 
use analytics and figure out, okay, do I study better in the morning or do I study better in the evening? So if I don't study, if I don't study well in the evening and then I don't have motivation in the evening, well, it's clearly a pattern that it's just your body and your mind after you've exhausted your mind all day making decisions, maybe studying and trying to remember, like, I don't know, quantum physics <laughs> is not the best idea at yeah. the evening. So you're like, okay, well, maybe I need to shift my schedule, wake up early and do my studying in the morning. And I do my all my like repetitive kind of like mindless tasks, like cooking, cleaning, whatever in the afternoon, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that's another thing is like, maybe don't ask yourself, what can I do to get motivated? Ask yourself, what is the cause of no motivation and mm -hmm. it could be low energy it could also be like your diet like that's huge you know if you just ate if you always eat like a lot of carbs and whatever you know like it's it's hard for your um gut to process it mm -hmm. or so it takes a lot of energy so it takes a lot of energy out of you so you don't have the motivation so again mm -hmm. think about the the cause of it as well yeah so where do you find that balance so for example me i'm an engineering student so right. Yeah, Lord you you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he builds bridges. Yeah, yeah I, I build the bridges. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll market your bridge. <laughs> so, like being that student, right, and running your own businesses, and you yeah. want to do all these goals, yeah. and you have those visions. Yeah. How do you set up your day that way? You still have time for yourself, right? Because I feel like that's very important, mm -hmm. and still be aligned with your goals, right? Um, focus and like stacking different um, activities together. So focus is, that's why I sold all that stuff earlier. Mm -hmm. Like I told you when I was like 20 or 21 or whatever. Um, figure out what your focus is for the next, um, say five years, yeah. then back to four years, three years, two years, one year, six months, and a monthly focus. Mm -hmm. And every day I remind myself what my focus is. If it doesn't fit within my focus right now, I don't do it. Right now, your main focus, you're trying to finish school. Yeah. So you also have this podcast. You want time for yourself. You probably want some time with your friends. So maybe it's not the best time to try to invest in crypto. Right. Even though everybody's saying to do it, everybody's like, it's popping or whatever. Yeah. Excuse me. Unless you want to like invest into something that's like stable, like Bitcoin or Ethereum, you know, and just like bury it and keep adding to it once a month, then yeah. But you're not going to be daily trading. Right. Figure out what your focus is. And you usually want up to five maximum. Like five is already pushing it. Areas of focus. Mm -hmm. So um, for example, mine is like agency, uh, agency growth. Uh, part of the vision which I'm not going to share like the, another project that I'm building mm -hmm. um, wholeness which is me which is um, relax gym journal uh, and a couple other things mm -hmm. um, and then friends and uh, my girlfriend um, and then the fifth one oh networking like big on networking like big concentration on that which takes a lot of time too because yeah. like you're sending DMs emails LinkedIn yeah. all the time figure out what that focus is and, and realize that you can't do it all and maybe for now your focus is to finish school how many years do you have left like it's two more Two more, exactly. Yeah. So just two more, like you said. So if it's just two more, then maybe you just need to make sure that you do school really well and then you do this podcast really well, if that's what matters to you guys. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then you, you know, have a little bit of time to yourself really well, whatever, wherever that means to you, right? And then realize that after two years, then you'll dive into these other things that you want to do, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I would say. Uh, the other thing is stacking. So trying to figure out activities that you can do at the same time and save time. So for example, Education, while you cook, clean, uh, walk the dog, drive, right? right? Um, spend time with your girlfriend while you also spend time with your family, for example, and like stack those, or like spend time with your family while you're also spending time with your girlfriend so you can stack those, right? Um, you know, like figure out different things that you can stack. So for example, like I'm trying to cut for the summer and like do cardio, so, but I also need to walk the dog, like I have a dog. So then I go for runs with my dog and that gets two in one. Two in one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing is also outsourcing is huge. Right. Try to figure out how much, as much as you can to outsource anything that you don't need to do, any sort of repetitive tasks. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be expensive. You guys know Fiverr and Upwork. Yeah. Like outsource um, as much as you can and it's, and to justify it, figure out what is your time worth. Figure out how much money did you make last year. Break it down into um, the amount of time you spent on work. And, and to do that, just track your one week of, mm-hmm. of what you do for to, to generate that income and then multiply it times 52 weeks, obviously. Right. The amount of time you spent and then figure out your hourly rate. And then anytime you think about outsourcing and somebody's charging you 20, but your hourly rate that you make is 40, it's worth it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it comes, I mean, it's a little extreme, but I literally have like somebody that would pick, will pick out recipes um, that uh, pick out the best recipes for the week. Once the recipes are picked, they put in an Instacart order for like a superstore and then su- superstore delivers like Instacart delivers the groceries on Sunday. Every time we need to cook, we have a shared note file with the person that, that picks out the recipes and then we just click the thing and then we already have the groceries for it and then we just cook it. We don't have to decide and we tell them, tell them what we like, what we don't like and make sure that all, all the meals are under 30 minutes long yeah. uh, and they just fill in the note sheet and then boom. Wow. But again, like, it, I mean, I, somebody can say that's a little crazy, yeah. but I would rather that than one, have to go to the grocery store, driving there and back like 20, you know, an hour total, mm-hmm. perusing around the store another hour. Right. It's definitely worth for me to pay $7 to Instacart. And now this personal assistant that I have um, from Fiverr, they're, I don't know, $10 an hour. It takes them an hour to pick me the meals for the week. Yeah. Totally worth it. Because for me, I'll be like, I'll put emotion into it. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like this. Or right. if it's there, I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the groceries are already here. So like, I can't say no. So that's what I'm eating, <laughs> you know? That's crazy productive. But but again, but then yeah. you save that time. And then now I have more time to do the things I value or the things that I, that it's in my focus. Right. Right. What does a chill day look like for you? Like, uh, <laughs> do you ever chill? You ever just throw on a movie and be like, yo. No. Honestly, no. Like, like, and that's again. Like, if I if I'm chilling with my girl, yeah. and then maybe. Um, but even then, we'll usually like go run errands and try to make it fun or whatever, or like go for, to a restaurant after we run errands to like add a little bit of an element there. Like, I'll play COD maybe once every three weeks for like two hours, and yeah. then like, and that's the only thing I can do where my brain can shut off, and I'm like right. okay. doing something. Um, the other thing is like. Yeah, like I, I really like reset when I hit the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big. Um, and then like I'll, I'll hang out, like I'm very social. Um, so anytime I network or I go with, hang out with like some friends, which I try to keep it to like one friend a week mm-hmm. uh, max um, or one friend group a week. I'll, uh, and again, just for what's my focus right now. And it's not in any, that I'm better than anybody or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally just what matters to me right now. Right. Um, and that recharges me a lot. So okay. that too. So I never really just like lay on the couch and mm-hmm. do nothing. I don't know because you know it's not and it's not that I'm like forcing myself and I hate my life right now and I know that's my focus and I hate it it's that it's so fun for me to build and to make myself better that I'm like it's like I'm playing real life GTA and I'm building my empire (laughs) you know what I mean so it's like it's fun and it's it's a really and when you see the results of your what you're doing it's really recharging of course so yeah yeah that's amazing man any advice you can give to the listeners out there that are wanting to be more productive on their daily days or just wanting to start their own businesses, continue to grow it, any advice you can give to them? Follow your passion. Um, yeah, if you follow your passion, uh, you're you're really able to take the bad days way easier. You're willing to put more hours into it. Um, you're willing to like close your eyes on things that are not going as well. And you might get a little emotional, and of course you'd like grow your tolerance as you, as you grow. Um, but, but yeah, follow your passion. Because a lot of people get into it for the money. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. or for for the clout or for the views or whatever. Right. Yeah, do it because you're passionate and because and and try to be value first. Mm-hmm. So drive as much value as you can for the world, and the world will respond. Um, and 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 make sure that you know, like it's not you, like it's not me. I didn't I didn't I provided the vision for Prolix, but it's not me. Right. It's the fact that my team busts their ass every day that they follow the vision, they know what they need to do, and then the clients respond positively, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's not I just provide the vision. And I think too many like people that do it like start a business, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. And I yeah. like I'm gonna get some hate for that, but whatever. <laughs> but like do it don't do it don't for do you. it because you're like yeah. all that. Like you're not. You're nobody. <laughs> yeah. You literally you provide the vision. You're just like everybody else. But know that it, it the people that, that work for you is what makes you and in the in the response of your 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 customers is what makes you as a business right. it's not you know it's not so much you mm. as much you need to be smart you need to provide the vision you need to provide all that you do a lot too but just know that without your customers and without your staff you wouldn't be where you are today are, are you satisfied in in your life right now or are you always chasing the next thing <laughs> Did my girlfriend send you questions before this? <laughs> yeah, she's actually right <laughs> oh, okay, I <laughs> Yeah, I think my phone's going off. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know what? Because uh, she asked me that as well. She's like, be happy with what you have. The thing is, I'm, I am happy with what I have. Okay. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm always, always chasing the next thing. And it's not the next thing as in like, it, it, I'm always trying to push myself further. Why? Right. Why? Yeah, why? You, why, why? you got the successful business you live in. I know. Um... <laughs> You know what? Because that's what that's what gets me excited. That's what gets me going. That's what like that's what you know. I have so much passion and so much like energy into it uh-huh. that I'm always like, how far can I push it? Mm-hmm. How far can I push it to prove to myself again? Nobody else, myself. Oh. How far can I push it to be able to, you know, like like yeah, see my dreams through? I don't know. Like I th- it's almost like leveling up. Like I don't know. Right. Like when you're like in you know playing Call of Duty in grade ten. Yeah. It's like how far how how many prestigious can I get? get it. Right. And yeah. It's like it's like the satisfaction that you when you get that you know like yeah. the animation <laughs> that you made it or whatever. So like same thing. It's 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 for me. It's like I literally don't care what people think. Like okay. I'm a car guy. That's why I buy like nice ish car. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care what somebody's gonna be like. Oh, nice car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I literally just want to do it for myself to prove to myself that yeah, all my hours are worth it. You know what I mean? And, and and how far can I push it? So I definitely want the time freedom. Like that's what I'm kind of chasing is like, is to be able to, you know, enjoy the life more, but I enjoy it right now too. It's just in a different capacity or in a right. different kind of with different aspects of life. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to get to the point where I can enjoy it more, where the businesses ran a little more passively, not completely, but a little more passively where I can travel and I can, yeah. you know, do things and maybe play call of duty for eight hours straight one day <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah i like that all right i think on that note it's the perfect way to end off the podcast uh if you haven't already make sure to check out alex we'll tag everything in the description below we're on all streaming platforms spotify apple podcast all of that we're live every tuesday morning at 11 30 a.m on the umfm radio station 101.5 fm until next time peace let's go oh. <laughs> thank, thank you alex. Alex. <laughs> that's it bro